2: get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. quince.com slash forever35. Hey friends, Kate here and
0: and Dory here. Yeah, we're both here. We're both here.
2: Uh, we're here to, to let you know that this is our week off. Yeah. We're on a break. We are. We're taking some time for self-care.
0: Well, I'm taking some time <laughs> with my family. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're re-airing a couple of our favorite episodes this week. Um, on Monday, you all heard our episode with Jenny Hahn. And today, oh boy, we are re-airing.
2: Samantha? An Irby. all-star episode I with mean, Samantha
0: Irby. Have you ever laughed
2: as hard as you no. talked to Samantha?
0: We were sitting here in this very office with <sighs> Samantha. Um, so yeah, so as I said, you know, a couple days ago, even if you've listened to this episode before, I would highly recommend giving it another go because it's just it's just so great and she's so great. And we also talk about we, we talk about a lot of products in this episode also. There's a Burt's
2: Bees lip balm that has stayed with me from this episode.
0: Um, And I do want to just make one quick announcement, which is that tomorrow, Black Friday, we are launching our merch. Our merch. It's here. We did it. We did it. It only took two years. (laughs) (laughs) But it's here. And you can find it on our website. There's a merch tab. Just head on over there. And here's a little pro tip. If you are a member of the Facebook group, you will get a code for 20% off, but you have to be a member of the Facebook group. The password is serums. Yep. So yeah, that's it. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Hope everyone is having a great Thanksgiving and we will talk to IRL-ish next and we, week. And we
2: should say to our international listeners, we hope you're just having a great
0: week. Yeah. Great yeah. week, everyone. Great week. Okay. Thanks. Bye.
2: Hello, welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer.
0: I am Dori Shafrir.
2: We are not experts.
0: We're just two friends who like to talk about serums.
2: And today we're actually going to talk about serums.
0: I can't wait. We're bringing it back. I'm so excited. I am too. OG Forever 35.
2: (laughs) We're six months old. Uh (laughs) Let's take it back to the old days.
0: Forever 35 used to be so much cooler. (laughs) I remember when Forever 35 was cool. Talked about (laughs)
2: serums. (laughs) We Recently, I was like, wow, we haven't talked about serums in a while. Yeah. Dory was like, we haven't. Should we chat about some products that we're liking? So we're going to do a a product episode. Mm -hmm. But first, let's just kind of circle it back and see how we're doing. How are you doing? Well, I'm coming off a weekend of seeing my number one favorite band, Fish. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling very tired because I'm I'm now old and I can't go to numerous Fish concerts in a row like I used to.
0: Well, getting home at one a.m. is like
2: real. It is real. It was hard work. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. it was easy work. But sure. it, it was a little bit like, wow, I'm not I'm not the sprightly nineteen year old I used to be. Mm. I should explain to the audience that Fish is my favorite band. Mm-hmm. I've seen about over a hundred shows, mm-hmm. and I've been seeing them since I was. 16 years old. Since 1995, I saw my first fish show. I normally see a few fish shows a year. There's something I posted about this on Instagram because I get teased a lot for loving fish so deeply. It's not a very understood thing. And also I think to like still be a huge fan of the thing I was a huge fan of in high school is always not like sometimes people grow out of Mm. their things and I have just grown into it more. But for me, it's very – it's like a very nurturing experience to get to go to these concerts. They're so energetic. Everybody's so happy to be there. Um, it's very much like I get to kind of reconnect with who I was when I was like 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. But also like now I'm a now I I'm a totally different person and that yeah. feels very freeing. Um, and so it's just really, really fun. Aside from the fact that we were getting home at 1 a.m. And then of course my body wakes up at 7 a.m. So I was just like, what am I right. putting on like muscle, muscle relaxing cream? You know, like I was now like <laughs> taking Advil preventatively. Totally. But it was great. It's that's, That is like a big, I think a big part of my self-care is seeing – Like making time, carving out time to like see this band that I love very deeply.
0: I really like that, what you just said about kind of still liking something that you liked so long ago and seeing how your love for it has evolved. Yeah. Because you've changed and your relationship to the band has changed. And they've changed. And they've changed, but you've kind of changed and you've, you've evolved together.
2: It's also kind of nice because it's a thing that's mine. Like it's not something I yep. do with my husband, you know, and actually like he and I have very different tastes when it comes to music. And like, it's a thing I get, I go and do. I don't bring my kids. Yep. You know, there are people who make that choice. It's just my thing.
0: Yeah. And I like that. I love that.
2: So I had a really great time. Thank you to the band Fish. I'm sure they're all listeners of this podcast. For sure. Um, and I just want to say thank you for being a part of my self-care. Great shows here in L.A. That's all, Dory. What did you do while I was at Fish (laughs) with your (laughs) husband?
0: (laughs) Um, I, well, Friday night, I took myself to the movies.
2: What did you see? I
0: saw Eighth Grade. Oh, my God. I want to see that so badly. I really liked it. God damn it. I got to get on that. But it is, like, painful to watch. Um, I didn't so much identify exactly. I didn't, like, identify with the protagonist because I don't have the kind of social anxiety that she has. Oh,
2: okay, interesting. And
0: she, yeah. So, but like, I think anyone can kind of identify with just general feelings of being an outsider and feeling left out and feeling like you don't get, like you kind of missed the memo in some way. Um, And then there's this other element of the movie that, Was also kind of hard to watch because she has this whole other identity online and it made me just like scared to have a child (laughs) because it's, yeah, it's like really, it seemed really hard. It's so
2: social media is so weird. And only that it's something we didn't deal with growing up. So I feel like I have no capacity to understand what it is. Although we do, and now we deal with it as adults and some of the emotional challenges, I'm sure are the same.
0: Yeah, but like 13 and 14 year old brains aren't developed. Like growing up with that, I think has got to have such a weird impact on your self-esteem and totally everything. And and just seeing that portrayed on screen in this really raw way was very overwhelming. Wow. Okay. Um so I recommend the movie. Great. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Cringe and cry. Um and then I also read a lot of Poldark. dark.
2: I only know Poldark dark is like a sexy PBS TV show. Yes, well,
0: it started as a series of books. as
2: all good things do. As all good
0: things do. Um, it is it takes place in the late eighteenth century in England. There's a lot of, you know, class conflict and a really brooding, um, troubled, but good-hearted and sexy, hero. You just hit all my horny spots story. I mean, okay, here, (laughs) I was telling a friend that I had started reading these books and she was like, should I read them? And I was like, yes. And, um, but I was like, you know, they could use like 20% more sex.
2: Oh, it's not sexy enough.
0: It's not sexy enough. Like the sex is alluded to, but not described. I'm like, I want, I want sex.
2: Details. I
0: want details. Like I felt like they're, they, they like lead you to a place and then they really leave you hanging. And I'm just like, come on. Right. Hello. Like in
2: Twilight, she literally, there's like literally a fade to black moment where they bone. And you're like, I need which is why fanfic is so great.
0: Maybe there's pole dark fanfic. Oh my god, there must be pole dark fanfic. There has to be. So I've torn through two books. Wow, just over this past week? Three days. Oh, that's (laughs) such a good feeling.
2: I love the devouring
0: feeling. Yes. And there's there there seem to be six books in the series. At least there are six books available on the Los Angeles Public Library. And now have you watched any
2: of the show? I have
0: not watched any of the show yet. Um I think I am going to start soon, but right now I'm just really enjoying the books. And, you know, there's a, the, the heroine is a, is a woman who rises above her station. And, you know, it's just like all these sort of tropes that I love. That are great. That are great. And the writing's pretty good. Um, so I'm very into it. And I can't wait to start watching the show. And, and they're not really violent
2: Oh, that's nice.
0: Um, Which was, I read all the Game of Thrones books. Mm -hmm. And they are intense. I mean, and anyone who's watched the show knows that they're intense. The show is more intense than the books. But what I appreciate about Poldark is they're not as like wrenching and violent as Game of Thrones. Um, So, and I'm just like, I'm not in the mood for that.
2: Yeah, I don't blame you. You know what I mean. Yes, I do.
0: Also, there aren't as many characters to keep track of. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Like reading the books, you're like, who the who
2: right? Is you have a. Person? You could make a spreadsheet.
0: Literally, R- I'm sure. And then there you get to one. book four, and you're like, wait, I've never heard of any of these people. And <laughs> then if,
2: are they still in Westeros? Yeah, and then on? at the end
0: of the book, like in the afterward, George R. R. Martin is like, sorry, these were all people you've never heard of. <laughs> really, literally. Anyway, so I read a lot of Poldark, um, and it's kind of scratching my cozy mysteries itch. But people, a thank you also to everyone who has suggested so many great cozy mysteries. Who knew
2: it was such a genre? We're getting so many cozy mystery recommendations. I mean, I knew it was
0: a genre that I just, and I've always liked mysteries, but I hadn't ever really gotten into like the cozy mystery genre. I did read the number one ladies detective agency.
2: Oh, I haven't read that. A few like
0: years ago, yeah. um, which is delightful. Um, but I hadn't fully embraced the genre. But now I have. And thank you, everyone who has suggested books. I have a, I have a long uh, list now. Um, and the, the final thing I did this weekend that I believe is relevant to our listenership is that I joined a gym. Wow. As discussed.
2: Way to commit to an intention set in a previous
0: episode. Thank you. You know, I um, on Saturday, I was like, I would really like to just go to the gym. I was like, I'm just going to join the gym. So I put on my workout clothes. I took Bo to daycare. And I went to a gym and joined it.
2: And then did you work out at the gym? And then I
0: worked out at the gym. And did it
2: feel like everything you wanted it to feel yes, like? Yes.
0: And then I felt sore the next day. Oh,
2: wow. You did your own workout and you felt sore?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I'm pretty out of shape right now. <laughs> so it's <laughs> fine. Who yeah. cares? Um, you went to the gym? That's I great. went to the gym. And, but you went to the gym because you wanted to and it felt good. Exactly. Not because
2: you're out of obligation or whatever.
0: Correct. So that felt very good. And I'm I'm excited to have this membership now and just, you know get going.
2: Nice follow through. Thanks. What did you
0: do at the gym? I did a 10 minute warm up on the treadmill with um, like a, an incline. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I did some free weights. And then um, I did another kind of weight thing. And then I did foam rolling and some stretching.
2: Dory. Way to go. Thank you, Kate. That sounds great. Thanks. You are welcome. I mean, no thanks necessary. You did it
0: all yourself.
2: <laughs> That's um, awesome. And yeah. I'm psyched that you did it and that it
0: felt great. It felt good. It felt right.
2: Also, it gets you out of your house. You can do it totally. alone.
0: Also, my gym has a pool. Oh. So, and you know, I was a competitive swimmer. I know. And so I like, I do enjoy doing laps. So I'm excited to get back into that. Also, it's a lap pool.
2: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, well keep us posted. Oh, how that goes. I shall. Don't you worry. <laughs> so, Kate, yes, ma'am. We wanted to talk about products today. Yeah, I'm excited.
2: I brought my collection out onto the table.
0: Amazing.
2: Should I just go first? I think you should. Okay. Well, I've already excitedly told you about how much I love this first item, mm-hmm. but the listeners have not heard it. Okay. So let me preface this by saying, preface this, what is my, my, I mumble. You're fine. Okay. Let me preface this by saying that, um, this was sent to me for free. Yep. By a company. Sure was. So not, that's not a brag. I'm just, I no, want to be know. transparent <laughs> yeah, in how I acquired I get it. it. Look, I get it. Um, and this company that sent it to me is Julep. And they sent us a bunch of products, which I have been sampling. And I have to say, I like everything I've tried. Yeah. And it's been very fun. But the product that is like, I'm obsessed with. And I don't normally get crazy obsessed with things. I'm kind of a cynical grump about products. Mm -hmm. They sent a konjac sponge. Okay. Okay. Which is a gentle exfoliator made from all natural konjac root and enriched with detoxifying bamboo charcoal powder i'm quoting their website so you basically would use it uh with your face wash or on its own you can use it on its own so when you get it it, it's kind of like uh, hard Mm -hmm. and then you put it in some water and it softens and i have been um you know putting my soap on my face and then scrubbing with this sponge love it and i'm freaking obsessed with this thing
0: okay i
2: feel like my face is brighter Are I'm... you using it every day oh yeah i okay. mean if i could i would use it like 50 times a day and i would also use it on my body i love how it feels Ooh. i love the sensation of washing my face with it are you worried about over exfoliating <sighs> i am not okay and I'm not because I'm so in love with this thing that if that's even a thing that could happen, I'm in denial about it. All right. I fair. love this freaking sponge.
0: Okay. How much does it's it cost? $12. Okay.
2: Um, how long can you use it for? I think about one to two months. I, they had that info on the site and I, I, I've i spaced on it. Right. Um, but I'm 100% ordering more of these sponges. Great. And I'm going to do it before... Anybody else gets like I need to get a bunch. Oh, you're gonna like, snake I, everyone. Like I would hoard this. This is one of those, this is like hoarding level well, products. I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. Next Just year. A big one of these for yep. me to sleep on. Uh no, it's it's really I used to have a Clarisonic one of those brushes, yeah, and I that, had one. That felt like too much for me. Yeah. But this feels like a nice step above a washcloth. And that's loving why it. I'm I'm loving it. Okay. And also like I, I've been using, like I mentioned, some of their other products. Their serum sticks are really cool. And this restorative face milk as like an added moisture boost has been really lovely. That's Love thirty-eight dollars.
0: What else are you into? Okay.
2: <clears throat> so, listeners from Australia, numerous listeners reached out to us. Yes. This is a- this is true. This, this is happened. True. And they said, you need to get the product line go to. It's an Australian line and it's coming to Sephora. And sure enough, this Australian line go-to just made it to Sephora in America. And um, I reached out to the company and I said, like, hey, I have a podcast about skin. And they believed you. They were like, all right. (laughs) Uh, And they sent us a couple products to try. And one of the ones they sent is this Face Hero Face Oil. And I also lurb it. I've been using it at night as my moisturizer. Mm. Um, I can read to you the description. So you can now get this at Sephora. It just got here to the States and it's $34. And I believe Sephora is also doing this kind of clean initiative and go to is one of the lines in their like clean line of, of products. Um, and I can read to you about it. It says it's a lightweight face oil that deeply hydrates, soothes, revitalizes, and completely protects the skin. And it's got you know botanical oils fatty sure. acids vitamins okay all I know is that it smells good it feels good going on and my face is absorbing it so that I don't I don't have like we- grease face mm-hmm. in the morning um and so I'm I have to say like for my first go-to product it's been really great It's become a all you Australians go-to.
0: it's big be- Dory, you got that pun. I mean,
2: Australians know what's up. So, thank you to our Australian listeners who recommended this line. I had never heard of it. Um, it's apparently very popular. And also, the woman who founded it is like an author and a columnist. She's a fascinating person. Cool. Yeah. So, she's going to run the podcast.
0: Okay. Is there anything else you a, wanted to discuss? A couple more discuss? things. Okay, great. Okay.
2: Okay. okay. So,
0: Dory. Yes. I've gotten into my jade roller. Oh, finally. Great. Are you keeping it in the freezer? Yes. And you're remembering to use it. Yes. And so this
2: weekend after these fish shows and mm. I was waking up tired and like I had been dancing all night. I was a little dehydrated. I would like wash my face and put everything on and then I would just jade roll the crap out of my face Ooh. under my eyes that uh-huh. felt a little puffy and it felt wonderful.
0: Oh, good. But okay. my
2: one beef with the jade roller yeah. is that it loses its cool. So I have purchased myself a face Ice Roller on Amazon. What? Which, um, again, Courtney Chisano has used on my face at a facial. This is our facialist, Courtney, who's been on the podcast. She tipped me off to these things. they are ninety nine on Amazon, and they feel amazing. And they're bigger, they're wider mm-hmm. than the Jade Roller, so that you can kind of cover more ground, mm-hmm. and it, they feel like they stay a little cooler longer. Okay. So that's, that's one more thing. And then finally, Dory. Yes, skin products. I realize I've I've veered a little bit from serums, but that's okay. You know, everybody's going to be okay with that. This is a second purchase for me. The Belief True Cream Aqua Balm.
0: Now, you had talked about this when we were talking about the Sephora Beauty Insider sale that you were going to buy it.
2: And I did. Yeah. And I blasted through it and I've bought a second one.
0: Wow. Okay. I want to
2: say for me, for what I need in a morning day cream, Can I see? of course, this is kind of the perfect morning day cream. It's very light. I love the texture. I love the smell. Oh, I love smells, how it smells. feels. Do you mind if I no okay. dig in? Ooh yeah. Mm-hmm. That, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, get in there. Mm-hmm. So I, I bought my, I, I sped through it i feel like i need a industrial size bucket of it because i used up the one i got very fast so i don't think there's a ton in the container which is sure. like kind of my beef with this product mm. i wish there was more but it's um it's 38 dollars on amazon so it's not on amazon excuse me on sephora okay it's not cheap um but for my for something i'm using every day on my skin it really feels Great, mm-hmm. and then I put my sunscreen on over it, and um, I've just loved how my skin has felt. It's felt moisturized, but not too much.
0: Yeah, but I also use a gel cream in the morning. I use the Dr. Jart, and you like it? I love it. Yeah. So, Dora, those are my
2: those are my like current faves in terms of Great. what is going on my skin and my face.
0: Well, it's working. Thank you. Know what though? I have to
2: say, especially the sponge. I feel like. My face just looks a little better. It looks smooth. Uh Mm -hmm. And the sponge is kind of getting, I have this big like crop of zits that doesn't ever go away on my chin. I think the sponge is helping. Wow. It's a magic sponge. This sponge, truly, if I could like use it for other things, I would. Wow. I don't know what I mean by that. Sure. If I could, if I could hold it. Maybe they
0: make a a body size (laughs) one.
2: I would scrub my body with this fucking sponge. I love it so much. Okay. All right. I'm gonna calm down and open the floor to you.
0: Why thank you, Kate.
2: Tell me what you're loving.
0: Um so I was at an event recently and got my hair done and the stylist used something called color wow root cover up. Ooh. And she just kind of painted a little bit on my part. And kind of along my hairline where some of my hair is thinning. And I was like, oh my God, my, I look like I have such thicker hair. Now it is also, it also can be used to cover grays. I like that. Um, it's, it's product description says that it covers gray roots instantly and seamlessly Uh, It even covers dark roots without peroxide. It fills in gaps, makes hair appear thicker and perfects hairline and stays until shampooed out. Now, I did not shampoo my hair this morning. And your hair looks great. I noticed it right away. Thank you. And I think part of it is this Color Wow root cover-up. Now, the only other root cover-up I'd ever used was, again, like someone, I had had my hair and makeup done and someone used like a spray. Mm -hmm. And I didn't love that. I felt like, I don't know. It, it seemed to me like you could sort of tell. What I like about this Color Wow Root cover-up is that it's a little compact that comes with a brush. It's almost, it's like eyebrow filler. Is it in. red or
2: is it dry?
0: It's like, like... is it a powder? Kind of. I took a picture of it. Um, it's kind of like a powder, yes. Um... And you kind of just like paint it on.
2: And so it's something you would do every time you do your hair. Like it's not a, oh, weird. Oh, it looks like a blush. Yeah, it's sort of like like an eyeshadow or
0: something. Um, And what I like about the brush is that you really have more control. So you can really target the areas that you want to target. Um, I am obsessed with it. I am buying it. Immediately. It's 3450 on Amazon. You can also get it at like Ulta and a bunch of other places. Um, but I'm a big fan. It's won various awards, like the best of beauty in Allure. It won the Latina Beauty Awards and it won the Good Housekeeping Beauty Hair Award for Color in 2014. Wow. So
2: impressive resume. Right? That's cool. I would like that because I was noticing I, you know, I'll have like some little gray spots i don't want to go get my hair colored exactly i just want i just want i I just want a
0: little touch up and i like just leave the gray yeah or or, you know i like that you can just kind of do it yourself Mm -hmm. and it really does i i was like oh my gosh like it really makes it matched
2: your color it matched
0: my color i i am a big fan so speaking of eyebrows it's basically an eyebrow uh like it's almost like an eyebrow pencil for your hair for your head. But speaking of eyebrows, we talked about my foray into eyebrow pencils. Yes, you
2: you chronic- chronicled it. I chronicled on our Instagram. it on our
0: Instagram. And the, the first time I talked about it on the podcast, I was talking about the kind of the chubbier um, N Y X eyebrow pencil.
2: Right, and I made a bad joke. You about made it, a bad being joke. Chubby,
0: and then making it sexual. I also used their N Y X eyebrow powder pencil. Which is more of like a traditional like a, pencil? Yeah, yeah, it's thinner. And then on the opposite end, it has a little brush. It costs six forty nine. You can get it at Target, at drugstores. Um, it's a you know drugstore pencil, and I really like this pencil. It looks
2: dope on you. Thank you. I love it.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I feel like it's the perfect color for me. It's not too dark, but it like fills things in. Um, you have nice control. It looks smooth. I am a very big fan of this brush. Um, And yeah, I I just, I really like it. Now, when I posted this on our Instagram, a few people messaged me because I had said that someone told me this was a dupe for the Anastasia Beverly Hills eyebrow pencil. And then a few people emailed me and said, actually, the dupe for that is NYX's micro brow pencil. When I was in Vancouver, I went to the NYX store. Ooh. Now there's also one in Century City. I know I've wanted to go. Um, that I haven't gone to, but I went to the NYX store in Vancouver and they had multitudinous eyebrow pencils, including the microbrow. And I tried the microbrow and I actually think the microbrow is a little too skinny for me. So I personally am a big fan of the eyebrow powder pencil and... Just for me, the micro brow is, is not the one. So I've never
2: met a NYX product that I didn't like.
0: Their products are great. Their products are
2: great, yeah. and the price point is the price is right. So right every
0: time. Yeah, their lip colors are my faves. Yeah, they got great stuff. Yeah, I love their stuff. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about is the per- the perfume I've been wearing lately,
2: which I also
0: have and love. So this is by a company called Kai. They are based in Malibu and they have this Eau de Parfum Rose. Um which I guess just came out last year. It's their second signature scent. Um and It is described as a light intoxicating blend of white gardenia wrapped in exotic florals and layered with rose absolute. Key ingredients are denatured alcohol, fragrance, water, cedar oil, bergamot, Bergamot, bergamot oil, geranium oil, clove oil, and rose oil. Um, you know, we were talking about summer signature scents. I feel like this is a perfect summer signature scent. If you're into florals, if you're not into florals, I would say skip it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like a floral. Um, it, it it smells a little jasmine-y to me too, and you know, I love a jasmine. Yeah, you do. Um, but it's light. You know, I I still really like the Gucci. Perfume that I've mentioned before. Yes, Gucci Bloom. Um, But what I like about Kai is it's a little lighter. It's a little more subtle. Um, It is $76, but I have to say, we arranged to have a giveaway with Kai that will include their rose perfume oil, and it is going to be in the August newsletter. So if you are not signed up for the August newsletter, you are going to want to get in on that. Just go to our website, forever35podcast.com, click on mailing list, and sign up so you can be eligible to win some, it's not just going to be the rose perfume oil, they're putting together a whole assortment of their lovely products for us. I like
2: that rose scent a lot and I had randomly been trying to find a rose scent that I liked mm. and I I got a bunch of samples as you know I'm a sample hound. Mm-hmm and i got a bunch of samples and none of them were clicking for me mm. and this the kai rose perfume is my favorite rose perfume that i found because I it's really, really like it. light
0: yes exactly
2: because sometimes rose is like so overpowering yes. it kind of gives me a headache yes this one is really
0: nice yeah i really like it so that's a
2: very exciting giveaway for the pod i'm excited about that one
0: it's very exciting i would like to win it but i don't think i'm eligible i have a feeling you're not no <laughs> Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F-35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F-35. That's masterclass.com slash F-35. Our guest today is Samantha Irby. And Samantha, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I
2: mean... The f- the excitement is mutual. So We're very pumped.
1: I put on blush in the car. Yes. And it's for you. Wow. Your makeup does look very good. Thank you. I don't have anything on my face other than really? liquid blush and Burt's Bees. You have great skin. Yeah. I mean, is this the time to talk about what I've been using on my face? First, let me just read your bio so we can let (laughs) listeners know who you are.
2: And then, yes, it is the (laughs) time. The time is now. (laughs) Uh, Here's your bio. Samantha Irby is the writer of the blog Bitches Gotta Eat and the author of three books, including the New York Times bestseller, We Are Never Meeting in Real Life. Her book, Meaty, is in development for TV. And she's currently a writer on Lindy West's upcoming TV show at Hulu, starring 80. Bryant.
1: It's pretty exciting.
2: I mean, those are people I'm a fan of.
1: It's going to be Okay, so we haven't shot it yet, but it's going to be so good. I cannot I really can't wait to see it. And it's based on Lindy's amazing book, shrills. Yeah. It's going to be so good and like TV is terrifying to me and the thought of like making a thing that be It's one thing to make a thing that people are going to read because I mean, no one really reads books. <laughs> so, so it's like, who's going to read this? No one will see it couple or read hundred, it. A <laughs> couple hundred people, but like TV, yeah, people yeah. like see it and analyze it. Yeah. And there are awards for it. And yeah. if you get an award or don't get an award, that's a big thing. And you have to get dressed
2: up. You have to get dressed up. Can I tell you that I was fooled on your Instagram when you had a photo of Oprah holding your book? Oh. I was like, wow, she's done it. She's the next Oprah book club book. And I was like, this is freaking amazing. I think I even like t- told you. And yeah. then I realized I was
1: like, oh, no, nope. but it should be true. It should be true. So let me tell you about that because I'm a pure idiot if people don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. So when you re-release a book that you already put out, they don't give you as much money mm. like to mm. like as much marketing. And people aren't gonna review it, right? Because it's old. They're not, it's not gonna be in magazines. It's not gonna like be, they're not gonna take out ads. So I was like, what can I do for free? That is like my brand of dumb, but will also sell books to people. So I said to my friend, Walt, I was like, listen, man, don't you have an app on your phone that's like Photoshop and you can like put my book into some people's hands? And he was like, yes. And so the first one we did was Drake. First of all, let me tell you... Like, finding celebrities reading books. Tough. This is maybe yeah. the hardest thing I've ever done. It was harder to find pictures to Photoshop than it was to write what the book. Was dr- my Instagram inbox blew up. <laughs> and I just started laughing. I was like, everyone's stupid. Everyone's yes. stupid. Me too. Everyone is dumb. I can't believe everyone's people dumb. believe that, like, Oprah would read, like, my diarrhea. Dick book, a hundred percent think that it could still be a possibility. I love that you do, because I was like, people have to know that this isn't real. Oh no, I was like, I was truly like, wow, and it was also like, <laughs> justice, like a great yeah. book is in the hands of Oprah. <laughs> I don't know, I had a real moment there. Maybe the next one, I'm really gonna lobby. I don't know what we have to do to like get her to read it, but I'm gonna try. But like that. I I think I don't know what stroke of like dumb luck <laughs> hit me to like think of that. It's so good. But we, I'm sure more than half the books I sold are because of those. Oh, seriously? Instagram. Oh, that's amazing. I'm sure of it. That's great. It worked. Su- I mean, I don't know how else people found out about it because like I didn't do any interview because people didn't care. It was a book that was already out. They're like, listen we just fucking interviewed you six months ago about your other book. You don't get two. I'm like, okay. They're like, come back in four years, like normal people. So then I had to do my own thing. I'm like the publisher. I think they were happy with it. I was like, listen, guys, I'm just going to do this dumb thing. And if you like it, cool. And if not, they did send me on tour. Yeah. I did do a tour, which was like, Great and also harrowing because I was basically on the road for two months and, like, I'm not a good traveler. I don't know if you've read anything I've ever written, yeah, I think I you have. know that I'm like a cantankerous <laughs> piece of garbage. So, like, when they were like, Yeah, you're gonna be on the road, I was like, Oh. Okay, and like it's a very nice thing for people to pay money to send you across the country, but because I'm a piece of shit, I was like, how am I gonna travel with like four weeks worth of underwear? How did you do it? Um, disposable underwear Wait a second, I had never heard of that first of all, okay, so I had I don't know how deep you want to get, but we're gonna go deep. I had a I tried to get a hysterectomy, okay. But at 38, did you know that you're too young to have a hysterectomy? That's what the doctor told me. What? Even though I was like, dude, if I came in here and told you that I was pregnant, you would... Like euthanize me, let alone like tell me to have it. You would not let me have a kid in my current condition. But like, if you ask for a hysterectomy at thirty eight, they're like, no. Was it for health reasons that you wanted to get it? Yeah. So I was having like insane periods, like the kind where like you sit on the toilet and it sounds like you're peeing, but it's just blood running out. Yeah, I know. And it was happening all over because I'd done a little tour with the last book, and I was like, I cannot embark on this two-month journey. mm -hmm. with I mean, it was like carrying a loaded gun and I would have no idea when it was going to go off. I was in Texas for the Texas Book Festival in November and woke up in my hotel room and it looked like The Shining. Oh my God. And (laughs) the scariest thing for me, of course, because I'm so anxious. I was like, I don't care what my body is doing. How do I hide this from housekeeping <laughs> No one ever tells you what to do when you fuck up a hotel bed but what? I know so I'll tell yeah, you Yeah what do you do? Can you just leave it? Uh, not if you are a I don't think polite I person. So it was I had to be there two more nights so I was oh, like God. I can't I can't go to the desk and be like listen <laughs> listen guys there's been an accident. <laughs> give me a new room. So what I did, I called a friend who's like a good person who knows this kind of thing. And she was like, strip the bed. Mm -hmm. So you strip the bed, you roll up the sheets, like so that they can't see what's in them. You roll them up really tight. You put them on the floor. And then that signals to them not to unfurl them, just to throw them directly into the laundry bag. And then you leave as much cash as you possibly (laughs) can on the bed because they had to deal with your sheets. So that happened. And I was like, let me get a hysterectomy doc. And he was like, no. And then I was like, well, what can we do? So then I had... A hysteroscopy, which is where they fill your Mm -hmm. uterus with water and like look at it to make sure everything's okay and then pour it out. Then I got a DNC, which is where they scrape everything. And then I got an ablation, which is where they burn the entire inside of your uterus. I love that they'll do all this stuff, but they won't give you a hysterectomy.
0: Oh, no. Did
2: any of this, this all sounds incredibly, uh, really unco- like a lot to go through. Those are big I, procedures.
1: They put me totally out, which was great. Yeah, it feels good. I don't mind surgery. I'm like, oh, I just go to sleep. And you do, you do all I wish I could have sex like that. Although that's a terrible thing to say. But if I could go through my life asleep, just it would be. wake me up at
2: the end.
1: Oh, God. At the end. Say one last goodbye and then go back to sleep. They woke me up, handed me a Coke and uh, some fentanyl. They put fentanyl oh, in oh my God. And I was like, this is like a dream come true an ice cold coke after a long nap and then (laughs) a massive dose of painkillers it was amazing so after that uh because you leak like charred Mm. uterine pieces they give you disposable underwear oh and i was like this is a thing oh i wonder is it mesh yeah Yeah.
2: Oh, I wonder if it's similar to what you get after you have a baby. Yeah,
1: it's the same. It's the same. I love that stuff. So then I got on Amazon and bought two packs, and that's what I took on the road. That's really smart. Yeah. Yeah. When did this all happen? Recently. This was. I was on tour April and May. Yeah. And have your periods? Did it resolve? I've not had a period since. Not one? Not one. Holy moly. I didn't even have a lot of cramping, which they said could happen. Wow. It just stopped. I do still get PMS. Huh. Which is weird. Like I was in a crazy, horrible mood, and I was like, what is my problem? And then my wife was like... PMS and I was like, oh right, I still have ovaries and hormones, right, right. But you don't get the release of like the yeah. period, so then I just waited for it to go away. But I'll take it. Yeah, that sounds much no better. No more period. It's like wow. unbelievable.
0: How did this Lindy TV situation happen?
1: Well, so Lindy and I have been internet friends the way sort of we all are kind of internet friends, right? right? Like for a long time. Like everybody I know, like knows everybody. Like all internet people know each other. (laughs) other. Or it's it's like a two degrees of separation kind of thing. So Lindy and I, when Lindy was writing Shrill, she was writing Shrill at the same time I was writing We're Never Meeting. And we were in a facebook like motivating writers group. oh wow okay which was really like a complaining group which is really what all all of my interactions just devolve into complaints you know people could be like good morning and i'm like well is it (laughs) So, (laughs) so we like she was working on her book and like I was complaining all the time and not writing my book. So we just became like kind of better internet friends then. And we like sort of kept up with each other, you know, we texted and talked and called. And then she has the same agent. She is the same TV or book to TV agent that I do. So when I started developing my show before she did hers, and we would talk about it, and, like, I would complain about it to her and be like, don't do this. It's so dumb. Except if you can do this, you should. Right. Yeah. Because you'll get to make a thing and get to make a lot of money. And, like, people will be able to, like, a wider audience will see your thing. So, I talked to her, like, during my whole process. And then she started developing Shrill and she was like, and we sort of had a pact. I was like, if my show gets picked up, you gotta come work on it. And she said the same thing that if her show got picked up, I would have to come write for it. And so she we were in LA in January at the same time. I was just here for a vacation and she was pitching her show. Oh wow. And like after her meetings, like we would debrief every night and she would like tell me how everything went. And then when she got the offer and when it got picked up, she was like, So you said you would come work on it, will you? And I was like, (laughs) Yeah, like if y'all have me, like, yeah, absolutely. And so it like everything happened super fast. I think they pitched in January and got picked up in May. Wow. And then I had to be here like June 11th, like everything was lightning quick. Um, and then I like she called me. I had a like phone interview with the showrunner, which I don't even remember what I said. I certainly don't think I said anything <laughs> good enough to like get me a job. We mostly talked about the Bravo Housewives. That maybe that was enough. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if I ever had to hire anyone for anything, I would be like, What do you watch on TV? <laughs> yeah. And they'd be like, Do you want to see my resume? And I'd be like, show me your
2: ddr
1: (laughs) (laughs) can i ask you a question about about we get a lot of
2: people right like aspiring writers people who want career and writing and then just also i think people trying to figure out like what the hell they're doing with their lives and their career can Mm -hmm. you talk about your experience starting as a writer blogging and how that's kind of manifested through all the work you've done into now TV writing i mean yes. not that you need to yeah. t- like like take us were you ever there blogging thinking that this would be your eventual landing place
1: <laughs> no so i started my blog this is a story i feel like i've told a lot so i won't tell the whole thing i started my blog because i wanted to have sex with this dude <laughs> Who, <laughs> who said that he was into writers. And at the time, ta- like I had written stories in high school and stuff. And at the time I had like a manuscript, like for a YA novel. That's right. And I didn't want to like give him like a hundred out of context pages. So I was just like, what is a way that I can trick this dude into thinking that I'm a writer? So then he'll have sex with me. So I started this blog and like, I had sex with the dude and like that wrapped up and uh, I was like, okay, I'm done. And then my friends were like, no dude, you got to keep doing it. So I just was like writing a blog for fun. And this was like in 2008 when, when it didn't, when it wasn't a thing to have a blog that turned into anything Mm -hmm. else. So I was just doing it for fun. I had a job. I had no desire to like, do anything because i'm lazy and i don't like anything that's hard and (laughs) i don't want to suffer so i had like a terrible childhood so the glamour of like being a struggling artist yeah didn't appeal no i want dipty candles and like Dumb things that I couldn't have when I was young. I want a nice cell phone, and I'm like, I don't want to like sleep in my car to sell books. If I have to sleep in my car, you know, because like that's the way the cookie crumbled. Fine, but like I would like to buy bottled water, so. That's like fancy to me. I'm like, I want Voss water oh, in my house. I drank very nice bottle. one of those for the first time ever, and it felt.
2: I felt like a better person. Yes. I mean, it's all bad. It's plastic. It's all ruining the earth. But yeah, the like sturdiness of that bottle. Yeah, I,
1: I was like, that's what I want. So I just was like blogging, making my friends laugh, using it to like d- date people. And you were still working at the vet. At this yeah. Time? Okay. Yeah, I was still working at the vet. It was great. Chicago has what we call um, uh, the live lit scene, Mm -hmm. which is basically like all different kinds of storytelling. And so I started doing that, like just to do it, because I had these funny things and people were like, listen, read those in front of an audience. And so I just started doing that. And through that, I met these guys who ran a small press and they were like, let's do a book. And I was like, no, (laughs) no. No, it's so much work. I don't want to do that. And they were like, we'll make it as easy as possible, which is my middle name. It's a long one. But the, as easy as possible, Irby, it barely fits on my birth certificate. But uh, they were like, we won't, you don't, we'll publish whatever you Right. And like, you're a moron to turn down that. uh, No one has ever given me that offer ever again. (laughs) So I was like, okay. And so I put it together in like two months. And I was like, this isn't going to be a real book. Like, this isn't, I don't believe this. And it was like, it was a real book with an ISBN number. And I was like, okay. Great. And then I thought, I'm never going to write anything again. Like, this is fine. I have a job. I have my candle money. I have a (laughs) cell phone. Like, it's all good. People sometimes want to date me because of this. Great. And then my I don't even know how my the guy who ended up being my agent, I don't know how he found that book, but he emailed me and was like, hey, I read your book. I loved it do you have representation? And I was like, no, are you kidding? No, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and he was like, He was like, well, you need an agent. And I was like, okay, maybe I need an agent. So uh, I just was like, well, you can be my agent. And that was it. And like two months later, he emailed me again. And he was like, hey, did you ever give any thought to like having me represent you? And I was like, I told you two months ago <laughs> that you could be my <laughs> I've never heard a sto- anyone have a story like this. It's so stupid. Like, I don't deserve any of this success because but- I didn't really do – I mean, I did stuff, but I didn't – Whenever people are like, help me do what you did, and I'm like, all right, it's a-, a terrible story. So anyway, I he was like, you have to sign a contract. And so we did that, and then he was like, okay, let's talk about putting another collection together. And then I was like, honestly, I had not – thought about that and he's like i don't just represent you for like your tweets you have to like (laughs) put a book together and so i did i put together an outline and i wrote four essays like i wrote well i i'm not gonna list them because people will be like we've never heard of you we don't know what you're talking about but i wrote like what about uh, like a sex one, a feelings one, a like life one just so they could see like what I wanted to do and then we pitched it and we got some offers and then we put a book out so then the tv thing when you when you have a book it's sort of easy it's like a lateral move yeah. right because you just like Fine, especially if your book has sold, you know, more than three copies. You can like slide into Hollywood and be like, look at this thing that I made. Let's try to do something with it. And my literary agent found my TV agent. And like, you know, I just was like, okay let's make it a show. No, I didn't say that at all. I was like, I don't know, man. I, I, Hollywood is terrifying to me. And then Abby Jacobson, this is a long, weird story too, but Abby got a copy of my book from Janine Garofalo. No, no big deal. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> and then Abby found me, it took her like a year and a half. To convince me that she was a real person, because I don't ever check my email and I'm really bad at, like she messaged me and was like, "Hey, I I read your book, I love it. Um, if you're ever in New York, I would love to like take you to coffee and talk about an idea." And I was like, "Why don't fucking go to New York? Guess I'll see you in New York." <laughs> And that was, like, of course, six months after she emailed. Like, I thought it was just, like, a fan. I was like, oh, girl, I'm going to go to New York and meet (laughs) with some stranger. So then she emailed me back and was like, okay, my name is Abby. I have a television show. (laughs) I would like to talk to you about an idea. And But then again, she was like, if you're ever in New York, Let's have coffee. And I hope I don't alienate anyone, but I hate New York. It's all right. I hate it. I hate it. It's just not for me. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's fine. Yeah. It's not, It I truly know, is okay. God, it's not for me. I mean, we both left. <laughs> we did. We live it's here now. for you. Oh, God. New York is so disgusting. And so I was like, yeah, okay. I guess if I'm in New York, you can buy me a green juice or whatever. And then finally, she was like, I'm coming to Chicago. And I was like, well, now here we go. Wow. And so she came to Chicago and we went to breakfast and she was like, do you want to make this a show? And I said, not if I have to be in it. I don't ever want to be in anything. And she said, no, no. (laughs) She's like, no, look at you. We'd get an actress. No, she didn't say that. But uh, (laughs) she was like, you didn't even shower for this (laughs) meeting. You think i want to put you on Uh, fucking TV? (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then, so then we started like developing and we pitched it. And that process is like grueling and weird. And the quickest, Way to kill any bit of self esteem that you have, especially when you're pitching something about yourself and people are like, cute, but no (laughs) thanks. All right, Dory, let's take a little break. That sounds good.
2: You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because, look, as I'm learning, Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please support our show and tell them we sent you. Since we talk so much about self-care on here, like how have you maintained, I mean, dipty candles? Mm -hmm. Like it sounds like you enjoy
1: i do things that make you feel good yes i buy a lot of garbage um but it's all garbage that i need of course yeah. um my like my self care i am not good at any of the physical things you should do for yourself i never drink water i was just complaining because I had to pee because my wife made me drink a bunch of water before we got here. And I was like, this is why I don't drink water. Because <laughs> then you got to run around looking for a bathroom all the time. You can't even say hello to people when you walk in their house. You have to be like, oh, uh, ah, where's your bathroom? You know, I don't want to be that person. So I'm bad at all the like vitamins and fruit part of <laughs> taking care of fruit. yourself. But I'm very good at the like... Lactic acid cream that you put on your face. So my, I like to buy buy a lot of books, which makes me feel good. Like I do buy a ton of books, but I also buy a lot of blushes. Are my main jam. I love a blush. I'm at this point in my life where if I put lipstick on, I feel like. I look, it makes me look older. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I know I've, what I've been you mean. are getting that too. Yeah, it's like any lipstick, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I look like a haggard beast. So, With I beautiful <laughs> lips. I mean, that lip color is well, thank you. <laughs> it's, lips. it's Burt's Bees tinted lip. Balm. I put that shit on today, man. Yeah, that is love that
2: stuff. good. It's
1: so good. Nice. It's like the perfect bit of color. But like cream blushes, powder blush. I buy what's your favorite, what's your blush of choice? And you said
2: you're in a cream blush right now.
1: I I never moved a cream cream blush. blush. So now Glossier's cloud Mm paints I use it too. Are very good, even though the ads Make me feel 72 years old. Just like the beautiful, like bored 17 year old women. 72
0: ugly, like, just like it's,
1: yeah, yeah, it's that's how it makes you feel. That's how it makes me feel. Like, oh my God, look at my grandchildren (laughs) selling me. Eyebrow pomade, <laughs> but I buy it anyway because I can be a hip grandma. They just came out with, so I'm really into orange mm. blush. And like people don't talk about it, but orange is the best like sunny mm. blush color. So they have, oh, I can't, I think the like light orange is called like Dusk. It's like a light. I think you're right. Coral. That sounds familiar. I've stared and at them all. They have a new one called Haze. Which is like shocking neon orange, but just a little dab, and it's like a glowy, sunkissed thing. I am obsessed with it. Obsessed, even though the ads. Right. I can't look at the ads. We need like a separate <laughs> ad campaign for old, just like yes. for old, yeah, Glossy old, yeah, Glossy old. Glossy old. Oh my god. I mean, who do we call? Who do we tweet at? What's her name? Emily, Emily. Weiss. Emily Weiss. <laughs> Emily, if you're listening to this, we will be in the Glossy Olds. Glossy
2: old. I mean, you do get like... When you buy Glossy, you get stickers. Yeah. And like it's very charming, but also I'm like, I'm almost 40. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to put this rainbow sticker on my phone, and I look very clearly like a 40-year-old woman with stickers
1: <laughs> on my phone. Like, okay. I, it just is a weird makes you feel it does make you feel and i can't use like their skincare stuff because i need more power yes. than those things provide yes, i've had this exact conversation yeah like I'm i like, use their cloud a- paint and
0: their eyebrow stuff but, yeah, like the it. serums did not work yeah. for me you yeah need, you need like no, I extra need strength
1: real serum i use what do i use i use Sunday Riley's Good Jeans. Yeah. Yes. That is my a holy grail. You know what moisturizer I love? Um, First Aid Beauty Ultra Repair Cream. Oh, someone else. This popped up somewhere. Get it is. Face for face. Yes. And you love it. The, it's the best. Mm. LA's air and water Ugh. is disgusting. Yeah. And makes you feel like a cactus. And the only thing I can do to combat it. Is like slather myself in ultra repair cream. Well, and you don't drink water, so you just gotta. Right, I don't drink water, and my blood type is pizza. But my skin, <laughs> my skin looks so hydrated beautiful. right now. Beautiful, yeah, dewy because
0: I put a fun. lot
2: of shit on my face. And what is the is the self care act in the like collecting, or is it in the like? using it and feeling outwardly good as well as inwardly.
1: Definitely good. the collecting. I love to look at my purchases. Do you guys do that? Yeah. I like to like have my things like on the sink or on the dresser. And I just like to lovingly caress them and like, look at them all next to each other. Uh, like that makes me feel good. And I always feel like every purchase is like, A step in the direction of loving myself that, I mean, I don't really want to take all the steps, but, like, I just want to, like, put the stuff on my face and, like, you know, put, like, moisturize my hands and be like, okay, I care about you. Not enough to, like, take a multivitamin or buy bananas (laughs) but <laughs> but it's like whatever it feels good for you yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: cuz ultimately like who are we doing this for yeah, right? right it's yeah. for it's even though we exist in a world in which we're all conditioned to try to strive for something like we're doing it for ourselves yeah. hopefully and ideally
1: the one thing about having a wife and no shade to anyone who has a husband or boyfriend but like having another woman in the house like she is sort of paying attention to mm. what I'm doing. Cause like she'll mm-hmm. steal my products too. I'm mm-hmm. like, sometimes I'm like, I'm going to get this. So then she'll see this fancy thing that I got myself and feel jealous <laughs> because like, you know, she just uses like almond oil for, or rose hip oil from the hippie store. And I'm like, look at my beautiful bottles. I mean, I'm sure there are men who are like, look at that vitamin C serum you just got. Can I try some? But with her, I'm just like, is she noticing? Does she know? Have you had that conversation? Yeah, because I'll catch her using my stuff and I'm like, oh, 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 no, bitch. Uh Uh-uh. That was $158. You better take your ass back to the hippie store and get your colloidal oatmeal or whatever you do. That's fine. Oh, my
0: God. You wrote about this in we're never meeting, um, but, and you kind of just touched on this, but about like growing up poor. Yeah. And then feeling like you kind of don't
1: know how to
0: spend money responsibly. No,
1: I Can you don't. talk a little bit about that? I don't. So like when you grow up, poor, I mean, being a teenage girl, I'm so glad. Oh, hold on. I'm going to fix this. Sorry. I'm so glad that I did not grow up in this age now when mm-hmm. like you have to have phones and computers because we didn't have even like a house phone Mm -hmm. when I was growing up. And so like when, but even then, like I would babysit and get money. And like, it was never like, oh man, I should help my mom with the groceries. It was like, I want to get that brown Revlon lipstick that everyone was wearing in 1995. And so now, like, I still do that, but on a, on like a different level. Like I do make sure like the car note is paid and all that stuff, but I still am like, how much do I have left over? How can I uh, justify this Pat McGrath lipstick? And I do. I find a way. I always find a way. I'm like, wanting it is enough. Yeah. <laughs> wanting it is enough of a reason. I don't I always like think like, oh man, I should learn how to budget and I should like put have a savings account. But then uh, there are just so many things that I want. And I feel like a lot of my problems could be solved if they stop inventing new things. Uh-huh. <laughs> especially new like makeup formulas yeah, and yeah. lipsticks. I need every like oil lipsticks are the thing now. Oh, I've and not I'm like ride that. Why do I not have every brand of oil lipstick? It's so hard when yes. you want all the things. Yes. I don't even use them. No, I I know that I I exist in that space sometimes. (laughs) I have a box at home full of lipsticks that I would wear if I had somewhere to go, but I don't have anywhere to go. And now that I'm here, like I have a workplace that I have to go to every day where we write the show. I don't wear lipstick there. I just show up. I put a little blush on so it looks like I'm awake and that i have good circulation which i <laughs> don't but like the blush fools them, and then like i don't wear any of it but i feel and i like can look at my things and be like you know this is a savings account right here but if it were sitting in the bank i wouldn't feel as good as i do like looking at them yeah. i just like to have them can it's i It's a see- sickness it's or it's a
2: Good quality. I try to try to turn that around. Maybe it is just a sickness, and that's just what it is. We're all sick. It's okay. Well, that is my next question because you've written a lot about anxiety, depression, clonopin, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, and I'm curious what your experience because Dory and I both talk a lot and hear about our anxiety and depression issues and OCD and everything else. How how has your relationship with your anxiety changed as you've gotten older, or ha- has it changed? Like, do you feel more? Uh, um understanding of it at home with it or is it still is it still something you
1: kind of face on a daily basis I feel like it's gotten worse mm. as I've gotten older I was just thinking earlier about and this is like sort of a fat specific kind of thing mm. but I was thinking like when is the last time I really like enjoyed food with abandon in public Mm. and that made me think like how as i've gotten older i'm more and more aware of like people looking at me Mm -hmm. which they're not you know but i'm like that's my anxiety like sort of manifesting itself is like feeling more and more like everyone is paying attention to things that I do. And maybe that's just a function of like having this career that's sort of blossoming and and being like, yeah. And being like, Oh, people are looking at me, but I know now I think one thing that I've gotten better at is understanding when something is just my anxiety versus a problem in the world that is actually happening Mm -hmm. to me. Like I, (laughs) I, I get into these spaces sometimes where like, if too many people have like spoken to me in a day, I'll just be like, Why is every why is everyone demanding things of me? Why do people need so many things from me? And it's really just like I just have had a lot of interactions, and that's my my anxiety being like, everyone wants something from you, right. and you can't deliver, mm-hmm. and you're not in a good mood because you're a bad person, yes, so and hard. normal people can like have good interactions with people all day long. So I've gotten better at being like, <laughs> I'm not a target, mm-hmm. I just like I'm having a hard time, like managing the anxiety of like, because I have a thing where, and when you make, when you make something that people, I mean, you guys have got to feel this. When you make something that people are going to consume in whatever way, I have that pressure of needing it to be good. Yeah, I mean, I don't need it to be the best thing you've ever read, but I need it to be the best thing I could make. Totally. And then like having my books out in the world is weird because I'm like, I I <laughs> during the tour, I would like read the pieces to like, you know, these bookstore crowds and be like, man, you know it would be great is if I could have fixed this before it went to print. But like, of course it was edited and edited again and edited a third time. But in my brain I never stopped being like this isn't good enough. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I'm getting better at recognizing that this is just my anxiety causing the problem. And that, like, I mean, I don't know that my brain is ever going to be the kind of brain that's like, you did a good thing. That's still good. That thing you made a year ago is good. The thing you made now is good. You're fine. I'm never going to have that kind of brain. But if I can, like, recognize that... That's my brain telling me that, rather than like mm-hmm. it's a thing I haven't done. I feel like I'm getting better, but I don't know anxiety. I have a, so I'm working on another book because you know the agent was like he needs his condo, he needs his yeah. Condo. <laughs> He's like, bitch, I need a car too. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm writing a piece now, and we'll. I think this is what it's going to be called when it comes out, but it's called Hello Nine One One, and it's basically like if there were some sort of anxiety police I could call every time <laughs> I had a moment and, and it's things like, you know, hello, 911. Uh, my friend Keely just left me a voicemail, yeah, you know, like oh, all yes. the things <laughs> that like get my hackles up mm-hmm. or one of the things I was in a parking lot and so this person pulled their car, like it was in the space, but it was a little too, it was close enough to my car that I was like, if I get out, I'm going to ding his door. So I just have to sit here till he gets out. <laughs> oh and then God. he just sat there and like pulled out a song. Oh God, oh God. And then I was like, I'm trapped. It, it was a full parking lot, so I couldn't move to another space. And so now I'm like playing an imaginary game of chicken with this guy who probably doesn't care. And he probably wouldn't care if my door touched his door. So it's things like that that like get me wound up inside mm-hmm. and then being like, I mean, I don't know how to fix it, but I just like can acknowledge that it's happening. It's like self-awareness, I think. Yeah. How does it
0: manifest in your marriage?
1: I – like we are are very different and I have – like one of my things is like needing to be – I just need to be – if I could sit in a cold, dark room by myself for at least three hours a day, I feel like I would – that would make me happy. Like, that's where I feel good. And it's hard to be like that and also be a good partner to someone Mm -hmm. or to be like, you know, she... It's just like, hey, do you need anything? And I'm like, don't talk to me. I need need silence for two hours. So that has been. It's hard to be like, it's not. It really is not you. Yeah, it's me. So we're still like navigating that. But I, I just decided that instead of working at home on this next book, which where it like where I'm a monster who needs to be in a quiet room, I'm gonna get an office. So that I can like at least take the anxiety around writing because I write best from an anxious mm. like place, mm-hmm. and so I do get kind of worked up when I'm writing. And then she'll be like, "Do you need another diet coke?" And I'll be like, Brah, don't talk to me." <laughs> so-, <laughs> so I think in in that way, it was like. I had to acknowledge, like, it's not you. You are a nice wife. Right. Look at you trying to bring me waters. (laughs) All she does is nice things for me, and I find ways to twist them and be like, this bitch. But (laughs) so instead of doing that, I'm like going to get an office and not do that kind of stuff. I also should maybe go to therapy, but I am afraid that my writing will suffer.
2: Okay. So you've never gone to therapy.
1: I went to therapy when I was in I went to college for 1 year. Right. That year I had like a, my dad died and I wasn't sad about that but I had cuz we I knew it was coming but I had like a weird adjustment to being in school and so I started mm-hmm. therapy and was like, "Oh, by the way my dad died, but also it's hard being here." And so I went to therapy for a year then. And I have done therapy sporadically since, but I am afraid to really do it because, well, two things. One, I'm afraid that like, I mean, I know it doesn't fix you, but I'm afraid that like, if I get fixed, the writing will suffer. I also, but I'm probably more afraid that the therapist will be like, you can't, you shouldn't write about this or like it's. It's counterproductive to your progress if you make fun of this in your work. And I don't know how not to make fun Mm -hmm. of it. But also, I'm like, listen, I can't open the Pandora's box of my depression in my work and not do anything about it. I feel like that is not fair to people who like read my stuff to be like you know I talked about being anxious but then I didn't do anything about it <laughs> so I have <laughs> done some like kind of woo woo Approaches. I've done some meditating, yes. which I'm not good at. Uh, I also have incorporated some psychic readings. Oh my okay, into I love psychic. I went to this woman in Santa Monica that was great great i am i'm just going to say i'm getting the name greater, she if you was, don't mind no of course not she was great she saw things that it, i mean maybe i'm stupid i definitely am but like i believed it i she was saying things and seeing things that i did not tell her she also like gave me strategies <laughs> she was giving me like she was like, you know, your wife wants you to communicate like this, and I know that that's not how you communicate, but here's a way you can say things that and she'll receive it the way she wants, and you can say it without feeling like you're not being true to yourself. She was giving me all sorts of things, mm. and I was like, I didn't even know psychics like could help you. She was. I was telling her that I was going to go away for a week to work. On my book. And she was like, You know, I don't really see you getting a lot done that week. Wow. You should try to do more while you're still in LA. And she's like, Just take that week and use it for vacation. And then when you go home, you're going to do your writing there. And I was like, You know, I don't like writing there. And she's like, You need to get an office and write at home. That's where the ideas are going to come. And I was like, Okay, okay, Sandy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whatever you say, woman in Santa Monica. Yeah, she was great. It's interesting how we trust these big life decisions to these, like, to a random person who's could. I believe in psychics, yeah, but the skeptics in my life are like, nah, like you're being fooled. And I'm like, well, I'm going to trust this woman <laughs> who I googled
1: and had good Yelp reviews to tell me what to do I've with my life. Like, quit a job. Fair. Beca- like, because of something a psychic said, but, but everything, but I would I would do everything else. There, It's real. I think it's real. Dory, it's real. Have you seen a
0: psychic? I've never seen a psychic. I did go to your astrologer once.
2: Love me some astrology. Mm. You want to get on that before you leave? Uh-huh. I Let do. Let me know. Yeah. Yes. This
1: woman's good. Yes, yeah. I do. She's amazing. I do. I want to go to her. I'm into all that. And there, part of it is like, you know... I can make fun of it. But part of it is also like, girl, if you have some insight (laughs) into something that's going to happen to me, I want it. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know. I don't feel like uh, I am the best decision maker. So, like, why not leave it to (laughs) Sandy? (laughs) Sandy. Why not leave it to Sandy? She was, I mean, she was really great. I
2: I bet you would like therapy. I don't think it would, I don't think it would like take the good, good stories out of you. You don't? I don't. I did it. was so
1: nervous about it. You know,
2: when I was writing my book, I went back to therapy because my book was all about my dead mom and I was like losing my mind. And Uh then the whole time I just talked about like body image. And it was, it was, I thought I was going and I was like, I need to be here. It's mom, mom, mom. And then I just didn't even, it it was, it was just weird that it didn't, I mean, sure, it was all related to my dead mom, but. I bet you would. I bet it would be like just a space for you to yeah get your things out, and then
0: you might I even should. also I some should that, like do it. they're they're like cool therapists who yeah. will you know what I mean? Yes, but who aren't
1: going to try yes. to like fix you. Yeah, I, I mean don't know. maybe I need fixing too, like, <laughs> or <laughs> don't. That's what candles are for. Yes. Now, see if somebody would start like the Church of impulse purchases <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I would be healed up immediately <laughs> um i
0: have one i have one final question yeah, for you yes. which is what is your favorite Diptyque candle scent too.
1: the mm-hmm. oh the santal is Ooh. that one? oh yeah that the sandalwood it's, that is my favorite. I love a scent. I don't know if I've ever had too. a diptyque
2: candle, but I like how when they're all burnt, people use them as jars for things.
1: Yes. It's because they're so overpriced Right, you're like, that you feel like you have <laughs> to get a second use out of it.
2: Expensive candles are crazy, but also delightful. Yes.
1: Right? Like it's you, a real sham, but, but it feels good. Joe Malone mm-hmm. candles also... Also so good yeah. and so unnecessary. I think that's why like I never ever thought about having kids is because I'm like, you know, you, I don't I don't know that I would ever have the kind of life where I could afford to feed a child and also buy jumalone. No, rots. you've got to make a choice. Yeah. Yeah, and so I picked the perfumes. I picked and the I'm perfumes. fine with that, you know, as a person with kids. I so say maybe yeah. you made the
2: right choice, Mantha. <laughs>
0: Uh, this was such a joy. Yeah, thank, thank you for
2: taking you. time out while you're here to are come getting, do this, and time this while your wife is here. We really yeah. are so grateful. This was
1: the best. Thank also, you. Also, like you know, you guys are amazing. Oh, I would geez. do. I mean, I would hit someone with a car to come here and do this. Well, I might have. I hope you <laughs> didn't do that. We didn't uh, run I over did see an over accident OD. on the one hundred and one. Where can people yeah, where find can we find you? you? I'm on Instagram at Bitches Gotta Eat. That's that's public. And then I have a Twitter, which is word science, but I never tweet because I don't want to ever, like, engage with any. I feel like Twitter is a toilet full of trolls. Totally. And I don't want to do that. But I'm good at Instagram. I'm pretty funny at Instagram. Very good. And then my website. (laughs) In a great way. No, it was the best. And then all my, like... I always tell people if they're like, which book of yours should I read? And I'm like, you know what? I have a blog that's free. If you like that, then go buy a book. And my blog is at BitchesGottaEat.com. Samantha Irby, thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. You are the best.
2: You are.
0: Samantha Irby was definitely one of our most requested guests. Dude. And I would like to request that she come back. She is so
2: (laughs) hilarious. She's the best. And so wonderful. Yes. And I learned so much. I
0: did. I did too. I'm like now candle fiending. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kate, your intention last week was to watch more television. Yep. How did that go? I... Didn't watch much TV, but I, that was because I
2: had been binging so much Handmaid's Tale. I was starting to have nightmares, and I had to take a break. I'm I'm about to get back into it tonight. Okay. Um, but I felt like I felt so good about myself that mm. I was able to like participate in a conversation with. Then I also went around asking every person I know if they watch Handmaid's Tale. Just so I could have, so I could like engage in a social conversation. But I feel like I'm kind of putting a list together of shows that I really want to watch. Oh, good. Um, I'm going to check out Claws. I'm going to check. I need to watch Killing Eve. My husband keeps yelling at me to watch that. that. Um, And then there's stuff like, I haven't even started Atlanta. Mm -hmm. There's so many shows I need to catch up on Insecure. I've got a lot of work to do in my show watching area.
0: I just don't want you to start thinking about it as work. Not work, but I'm
2: I'm more carving out time for me to relax and watch TV. Okay, there we go. That's what it is. Like right. finish up my nighttime chores. Yeah. So that I and like get off my phone because mm-hmm. I think what I'm doing is I'll sit and look at rescue dogs on Instagram for 45 minutes when I could be watching a TV show.
0: I am trying to not look at my phone when I watch TV,
2: which is hard. Very hard. But then you actually understand what's going on.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I actually find it. Better in terms of concentration to watch it on my laptop.
2: That's interesting. Yeah,
0: well, maybe I'll try that. Yeah.
2: How is your podcast hunting going?
0: Um, it's going okay. I listened to a couple episodes of a podcast that I don't want to name because I didn't end up loving it. Um, is it called Forever Thirty Five? And it's called Forever Thirty Five. <laughs> so we need to talk. <laughs> um, but no, I did. But I did give. I did give a new podcast a try. Um, and. I went back and listened to some of my old, you know, some I caught up on some that that I love. Um, like Death, Sex and Money and Reply All, and you know, just kind of my old standby. So I'm still going to be exploring new podcasts. Um, I'd like to, I think I mentioned this last week, I can't remember. But I would like to listen to some more conversational podcasts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I did talk about this, Um, and not 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 just uh, narrative. Yeah, not just like journalism, not like very produced journalism podcasts, um, which I love. Those are kind of like the ones I go to. But I feel like also because we have a conversational podcast, right? You want to hear? I would like to hear others. so I, I I will continue to seek those out. Um, Can I tell you I started two new podcasts? Oh my
2: gosh! Week. What did you start? Well, one is conversational, but it's a fish-related podcast, okay. which I don't no. think you're going to want to check out. It's <laughs> called Under the Scales, um, and then I also Good name. S- it's a great name. <laughs> it's one fish lyricist is the host. It's really interesting, um, but then I also started and it's a narrative podcast about a cult. Which one? It's called The Gateway. Okay. Have you listened to that yet?
0: No. I tried listening. I tried Heaven's Gate, didn't love it.
2: Okay, well, try the Gateway. All right. See if that I know you're 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 branching out from that arena, but I mean, who who doesn't love a cult podcast? I love a cult podcast. So, this week your intention, yes, is something you've already done.
0: My intention is to go to the gym. You've accomplished it. I have accomplished it, but you know, I'd like to accomplish it more. Do, are you setting like um set goals for how
2: many times you no. want to go? Okay. Nope. Just get to the gym.
0: Just get to the gym. Just kind of get to know the gym. Go swimming. You know, I have my embryo transfer next week, so I'd like to kind of explore very low impact things that I can do in the two weeks after the transfer. Is
2: swimming something you can do? I
0: think you can do like very low impact swimming. Just floating. I will ask. Actually, you might not be able to. I hope you can. I feel like there's also like conflicting reports about what you sure. can and cannot do. Like some doctors are like, don't move. And the right, others are right. like, resume normal activity. So, And you know. ultimately it's your decision and how yes. you want to proceed. Um. So yeah, so I'm going to kind of check that stuff out. And you want to wake up early. I feel like you already wake up early. <sighs> Dory, I have been
2: feeling really down on myself because I don't read that much and i was reading a ton when i was on vacation and then i got back into my regular life and it's two things one it's my phone addiction and two the time that i carve out to read is like the 10 minutes before i go to sleep mm. and that's not very productive i'm tired yeah um sometimes it's you know like i don't leave enough time so then i'm like well i have like 5 minutes i'll just read a couple pages so then i had this vision And the vision was this, I wake up early when my kids are still asleep and I use that time to read. Okay. I have coffee. I'm on board. I sit, I can even sit outside because it's really warm out right now. Just read and not use that hour to check my phone. It all comes back to this fucking phone. Anyway, so... I thought maybe if I wake – my kids normally wake up around 7. If I was waking up even at 6.30, which is normally kind of when I do get up a lot of times, but if I was getting up with the intention – of leaning over and grabbing my book, Mm -hmm. even for just 10 or 15 minutes, I would start to be able to finish books. Cause I love reading so much and I just feel like that's something that I've really let go. Mm -hmm. And that makes me sad. I love reading. There's so many books I want to read. We have so many amazing authors on the podcast and I want to read all of their books. and, And so I'm gonna experiment with that. Of course, today I did not wake up early.
0: That's fine,
2: but you've had a hectic week. Yeah, I figure once I kind of catch up on rest, it might be something that I can do. But just shifting that that thing in my brain of like, when's my reading time? Oh, no, it's not before bed. It's right when I wake up. Like, what if that's my new reading time?
0: I sometimes read in the morning. You do. Mm-hmm.
2: I gotta figure this out.
0: So anyway, so that's that's what I'm gonna play with. Like if I wake up early and I don't want to get out of bed, right. you I'll just read. So that's what I do is
2: I just circle between facebook instagram and then this but that's
0: why you can't keep your phone in your room Oh, fucking fuck 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 okay but that's what it comes down to because i wake up and i'm like it's kind of like sometimes i've just been waking up early like for no reason and i'm like i don't like it's too early for me to get up and start my day and i'm like reading this good book so I'll, i'm just gonna lean over pick up my kindle and start reading get
2: that pole dark get opened.
0: that pole dark going and my phone is not in my room so for me to look at my phone i would have to physically get up Question, yes,
2: question. My hand is raised. When your partner is out of town, yes. do you sleep with your phone in your room?
0: No. What? I know. Okay. I sh- well, actually, that is not true. I have I have occasionally um plugged my phone in near on my on the dresser across from my bed. Okay. Never on my nightstand.
2: So I have a I have a traveling for work spouse right yep. now and I like my phone like next to me
0: Can you put it like somewhere in th- that's still in the room? Yeah, where, maybe like, it... if it rang you would hear
2: it. Yes. Actually, I have an idea I'm going to put it on his bedside table. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Because
0: okay. then it's not right there.
2: Yes Then I don't roll over and see it exactly see the the alerts that are waiting for me. Okay. All right, dory Well, you solved my problem. Great. Thank that's you. what i'm here for listeners Thank you so much for being here.
0: Yeah, we love you. We really do. And you can call us and leave us a voicemail, and we might play it on a mini episode. It's seven eight one five nine one zero three nine zero. And our email is forever thirty five podcast at gmail dot com. You can send us uh, love notes, hate notes, comments, questions. You know no
2: hate. I can't do hate notes.
0: Okay, no hate notes. I mean, I can
2: make them uh, nice. I am so. I am such a fragile soul. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I am too. Um, but I, I don't want to say no constructive feedback. This is going to a place it doesn't okay. need to go. You can also join our Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash group slash Forever 35 Podcast. We have approximately 5 million million spin-offs now, which I'm obsessed with. Um, reminder that all the products we mentioned are always on our website, forever35podcast.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Forever 35 Podcast, on Twitter at Forever 35 Pod. And for those of you who have left us reviews on Apple Podcasts, Thank you so very much. Thank you so much. And the rest of you, we would love a rating or review. Do it up. Do it up. And also feel free to mention us on the social media outlet of your choice. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell the world.
2: On that note, Dory, Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Kate Spencer and Dory Shafrir and produced and edited by the one, the only, Sammy Junio.
0: Say bye guys, bye.